There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into this Tuesday edition of the podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. We'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We certainly want to be a blessing. We want to be an exhortation to you. And I pray that you would take this exhortation, you know, take it to heart and just what God has for you in it and God has for you with it. Would you let somebody know about the podcast? Maybe you got a friend, a missionary, a pastor, an evangelist, a church congregate, somebody struggling. I believe that there's folks that can listen to this podcast, get gloriously saved. The word of God is being preached. You know, somebody struggling with sin, somebody under condemnation that might would tune in, uh, seeking God. Would you let them know about this podcast? Want to be a help? Want to be a blessing to them as well. Let missionaries know about this. English speaking missionaries, English speaking congregations, they can receive help from the Word of God as we continue to teach the Bible. We're in the book of Matthew, we're in chapter 21 today. And where we left off yesterday was there at verse 32, verse 33. And I'll start there at the paragraph marker in verse 33. And he says, Here another parable. This, of course, is Jesus Christ, as is prophesied to him. He's going to speak in parables, he's going to speak in a manner that's unique to him. And he said, there was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it round about and digged a wine press in it and built a tower and led it out to husbandmen and went into a far country. So he's telling the parable here. We're going to see this parable unfolds and it doesn't really need explanation too much, although we will explain the, uh, the little particulars that we do have in this. But we see that he is speaking, of course, of the house of Israel. He came to his own, his own received him not. And it's one of the great doctrines of the faith, how he came to a Gentile world and a Gentile people when his own would not receive him. Yet it was prophesied in the Old Testament that this would take place. And men struggle with this because they don't believe the scriptures. They struggle with understanding because they do not believe the word of God. They do not believe the scriptures. I know there's those that still preach to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And they said, we must take this gospel to Jews first and then to the Greek. But what I understand is it came to the Jew first, came to his own, his own received him not. And then God sent it to the Greek. For there is no difference between Jew or Greek. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all. He is this great God of heaven. There is uh, no one in the church that's a Jew that's considered higher than somebody else because of their position, because of their practice. And so he gives us understanding of that in Scripture. He gives us understanding of that in these passages. He's telling them the parable, how he came. And this parable he speaks of, and the Word of God said this, there was a certain householder, a man that owned property, a man that owned house, and he did these things, went to a far country. When the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it. And we understand and understand it. He's talking about the prophets there, that last great prophet, John. What did they do with John? They cut his head off. And so each of the prophets came under that attack, came under that uh, destruction. Why? Because the householder was not present, and he sent his servants, and they just continued to do what they would. They might receive the fruits of it. 
And the husbandmen took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. That's what Hebrews 11 speaks of. When they were torn, they were sawn asunder. They were stoned in another place. He speaks of that in the book of Hebrews there. And so they were destitute, went about in sheep, goat skins and sheep skins. And that's what the word of God says of his servants. And so he came to them. They would not receive him. And therefore, because they would not receive him, they beat the one, killed another, stoned another. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. And so they did this to the servants of God. They did this to the prophets. They killed the prophets. And they took John, cut his head off. Why did they cut his head off? Because they did not believe that he was sent from God. They did not believe the word of God. And therefore, because that condemnation is upon them, Jesus Christ is giving this parable, because of those that will not believe, he is preaching again still to the scribes and the Pharisees, as far as I can tell here, the chief priests and the scribes, rather, and he's dealing with them according to the word of God. And they also know that they killed John. They know they destroyed the prophets. They didn't believe the prophets, the word of God. Religion had shown them their way, not the word of God. And they had formulated an idea of religion, yet without the word of God, without the truth of the scripture. And he sent the other servants. They did likewise. But last of all, he sent them his son, saying, they will reverence my son. But when the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and let us seize on his inheritance. Oh, fools and slow of heart to believe. When Jesus Christ came, they said, let us kill him. They still believed they would have an inheritance from God without his son. And they believed that this man, Jesus Christ, was not the son of God. He was not the inheritor. They were not heirs and joint heirs because they did not believe the word of God. Yet he gave that to Gentiles like us. Most of us listening are Gentiles. I myself am a Gentile, and he made me heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Why would he do that? Because he foretold it in the prophets. He foretold that in the word of God. And yet they could have been heirs with him, but they would not receive not only his servants, then they would not receive his son. They said, this is the heir, let us kill him. And therefore, we'll seize on the inheritance. They'll take it by force. That's what the wicked do. That's what the violent do. They take by force. They can't trust God. They can't believe God. That's why the thief has no walk with God. That's why the uh, the man is so destructive in his life, has no relationship with God. The man that cheats, the man that lies, the bad man of bad business practice, he has no faith in God. That's why he has to cheat. That's why he has to lie. That's why he has to deceive. That's why he has to steal. There's no relationship. There's no walk with God. There's no understanding of God. There's no faith. A lot of people, they name the name of Christ, but without faith. All their works are their works, and they are going to accomplish, and they are going to inherit, and they're going to have riches, and they're going to do what they do. And then they'll blame God for all the things they've done, and they'll give God the credit. Say, oh, God's been good to us. God's blessed us, but they did it all themselves. There was no room for God to do any work in their life. Everything they did was their own labor and the work of their hands, and everything they've accomplished in this life was their own labor. It's void of God. Yet they say, oh, God's blessed. God's helped us. Look at our blessings. But they did it all themselves. They couldn't sat, sit back and watch the work of God, that marvelous work that God could do. And so the heir comes, and they say, we're going to kill him. They caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. When the Lord thereof of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto these husbandmen? 
Well, I'll tell you what he's going to do to these husbands. He's going to slay and he's going to kill them. Because the parable he's speaking of is concerning his dear son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is speaking of himself. He's speaking of the law and the prophets. He's speaking of those that were slain before him. And when he comes, they're going to slay him as well. What do you imagine the father's going to do when he comes and found out they killed his son? He said this, they said to him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husbandmen which shall render him the fruits in their seasons. And so he said that he's going to kill them. He's going to destroy them. And he's going to take their fruits and render one to others. Who did he give that to? The Gentiles. He gave it to whosoever will. And it's still a whosoever will gospel today because they would not believe. They could not believe. They made a conscious choice to not believe the word of God. And so I was dealing with someone just recently in this matter of faith, in this matter of believing God. And we're talking about that fellowship, that fellowship with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ, and that He will allow us into that fellowship. Why? We're heirs and joint heirs with Christ. We're the children of God. Behold, we are the sons of God, is what the Word of God said. Jesus saith unto them, did you never read in the Scriptures, the stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner? This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And so that stone which the builders rejected, that chief cornerstone, that man, Christ Jesus, he is the cornerstone of which all is built. He is the cornerstone of which all religion ought to be built. All formulation of faith ought to be built. The word of God is that cornerstone. The word is the Lord Jesus Christ. There is none other. And it's upon that that God is trying to build with a good foundation on that chief cornerstone. And without him, there's no foundation laid, but that which is Christ Jesus. And so we see that cornerstone is not laid. There's no good foundation. There's no strength. It's that sand that that wise man saw and he walked away from and went up on a rock and built. But then when the fool came, he saw the sand and said, I'll build my house here on this sand. And the rains came and the winds beat upon it. And the house on the sand, as the children's song, went splat. Amen. Because they did not believe the word of God. They did not believe that cornerstone. They did not believe the foundation was the word of God. And the only foundation that's going to work is the word of God. The only foundation that's going to stand sure is the word of God. That is the foundation because that is the chief cornerstone, this person, the man, God himself, Jesus Christ. Did you never read in the scriptures? No, they did not. They read it, but they ignored it. And when he came, they would not believe it. And there's men today that still will not believe that he's the Christ. Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you. He said, and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. And then he said, whoso shall fall on this stone, and it's interesting, he words it this way, shall be broken. That's Isaiah 28, they shall be snared, fall back, and be taken. That's the word of God in Isaiah 28. They fall on the stone, they're going to be broken. Whosoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Verse 34 of Daniel 2, Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet, through of iron and clay, and break them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold, broken to pieces together, and become like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, And the wind carried them away. Why? They were powder. They were ground to powder. No place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. What mountain was he cut out of? Mount Zion, the city of the great king. In verse 44 of Daniel chapter 2, In the days of these kings 
Shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed? And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. So they've killed the inheritor, but when he comes, he's going to grind them to powder because that stone was cut out of that mound. That stone was hewn out without hands. That is the word of God. That is the King James Bible, the word of God. And it falls upon a man and crushes him and grinds him into powder. If they fall upon him, um, the word of God says, if they fall upon that stone, they'll be broken. Why is that? Because there's no other foundation but Jesus Christ. In verse 45, for as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face, and worshipped Daniel, and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. And notice verse 47, the king answered unto Daniel, said, of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods, and a Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets. See, and thou couldest reveal this secret. In the pattern of Ruth, your God will be my God. In the pattern of those that believe the word of God, I'll make your God my God. Why, he is the great God. He is the Lord of kings. He is the greatest of all. Why? All he did was interpret a dream. And because he heard the word of God interpreted in the dream, he believed God. And yet the scribes, the Pharisees, the chief priests, they don't believe the word of God. They don't believe that stone is going to fall upon them. They don't believe they're going to be ground to powder. So is religion today. No one believes that stone's going to fall upon them. Every religion is right. Every religion is proper. Every religion believes they are the one, yet without the word of God. In fact, the word of God said in verse 45 of Matthew 21, when the chief priests and Pharisees had heard his parables, they perceived that he spake of them. They're going to be the ones ground to powder. That wind's going to blow, and like that dust, that chaff, it's just going to blow them away. They're going to be nothing left of them. Why? Because they would not worship at the feet of that stone, which is Jesus Christ, and cut out of the mountain without hands. They would not worship at his feet. They would not believe the word of God. They would not believe the King James Bible today if they sat amongst us. But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet. And so again, we see the parable of the husbandman. We see the parable of that one that made a way and made a place and had an inheritor and sent his servants to let them know. And they said, oh, no, we'll kill them. They stoned them. They came and sawed him asunder. They put him in dungeons and imprisonment, despised them. Yet Jesus Christ himself will come one day and vengeance will be mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. That's the work of God. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, here on the podcast. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, 
which is Manassa Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption for night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glory.